Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 7 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. Visit Sitka has a new mobile app that tourists can use to navigate the community online or off. Director Lori Boyce unveiled the app at the Sitka Assembly meeting last night. She said so far this year, her office has distributed over 100,000 maps to travelers, a substantial increase from last year. And we're hoping that have finally having an app that people can put on their phone and use to explore Sitka will help us not only save money with printing costs, it'll save paper, but it'll help them experience Sitka in a much better way. The digital map has over 180 points of interest, denoting everything from restaurants and retail businesses to locations of restrooms and ATMs. And once it's downloaded, it can be used offline. Boyce said they partnered with the mobile app developer Driftscape to create the program. You can find a link to the app on our website, kcaw.org, later today. We'll have more coverage of the Sitka Assembly meeting on Raven News tonight at 518. A new hydroelectric project on Admiralty Island has the green light four decades after it was approved by Congress. In late June, the U.S. Forest Service granted a special use permit for a small-scale hydro plant on Thayer Creek near the town of Angoon. The local Alaska Native Village Corporation is now going after construction funding for the project, which is expected to fully replace costly diesel power. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. The construction of a run-of-river hydro development in the Admiralty Island National Monument was authorized by ANILCA, the 1980 Alaska National Interest Lands Conservation Act. The project is being propelled by Kootznawu, Inc., Angoon's Village Corporation. It's unusual for a native corporation to build a public utility. John Wunro, Kootznawu's Director of Natural Resources, believes the right people were in the room as ANILCA was being hammered out by the presidential administration at the time. My hunch is that the leaders from Angoon who went to D.C. and met with Jimmy Carter to kind of broker this part of the deal probably had representation from the Village Corp, and I think that's maybe how they got named. Thayer Creek is about three miles from Angoon. Over the past few years, Kootznawu has used a $5 million grant from the Alaska Energy Authority to plan and engineer a dam, power plant, and utility tunnel back to town. Monroe says two major barriers remain. One is we still have to complete the heritage work to make sure that there aren't any historic or cultural items of significance that will be disturbed in any way. An archaeological team from the U.S. Forest Service is on site doing that work this summer. The second barrier could take more time. And then we need funding. One row says Thayer Creek Hydro is an unfunded federal project authorized by Congress but with no money to build it. Monroe says this partly explains why Angoon never moved forward with the project. There was always an expectation that the federal government would follow through with the $30 million or so needed for construction. Steadily rising fuel prices helped to change that attitude. Electricity in Angoon costs up to eight times more than in the lower 48. The crunch motivated Kootznawu to take the initiative about three years ago to plan the project without federal support. And then came President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure bill, which includes $1 billion for energy improvements in rural or remote areas. The ERA program, for short, is tailored to build energy resilience and affordability in communities of under 10,000 people. 
One row says this is Angoon's shot to connect with funding that's four decades overdue. This is really the first and potentially the only funding of this size specifically for rural areas to do renewable energy. So it's kind of got air written all over it. So we're, we're hopeful. If it comes to fruition, Kutznuu will own the Thayer Creek Hydro Project, but it will be operated by the Inside Passage Electric Cooperative, or IPEC, which currently supplies electricity to Angoon from diesel. Affordable hydropower could revolutionize life for Angoon's 500 residents. Thayer Creek's 850 kilowatts would fully replace the existing diesel plant, which would be preserved as a backup. The total savings will be 250,000 gallons of fuel annually, worth about $1 million. The project would be built upstream of a natural salmon barrier, so no fish would be harmed. If we could just stabilize the cost of power, that would be a big win for Angoon, says Wunro. But we're also hoping it ushers in an era of electric motors, electric cars, electric boats, and heat pumps. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. This weekend, Trident Seafoods dropped the price for Alaska chum salmon from 60 cents to 20 cents per pound for all fisheries. They also announced a plan to drop pink salmon prices. Trident says Russian pink salmon harvests are affecting demand for all kinds of salmon. KFSK's Hannah Floor reports. Trident Seafoods is the largest U.S.-owned fish processor in Alaska, with dozens of processing plants and vessels. They announced the price drop in a letter to fishermen on Saturday, saying that chum salmon markets have collapsed. They did not elaborate and did not return requests for comment. But the Alaska Seafood Marketing Institute says it's true. Salmon markets are flooded. Jeremy Woodrow is the executive director. The entire global salmon market is challenged right now. Um, And so I would say it's not just chum salmon, but it's chum salmon, pink salmon, and really all salmon species he says Alaskan chum salmon also have specific competition from Japan. Japan's Hokkaido chum fishery has returned after several years of being down, and so that's added actually more chum salmon to the market as well. Earlier this summer in Bristol Bay, Trident Seafoods was the first processor to drop sockeye prices, causing fishermen to protest. The other two processors in the area followed with price drops a few days later. In Petersburg, the two main processors are Trident Seafoods and OBI Seafoods. A representative for OBI declined to comment on the possibility that they would also drop chum prices. In his letter, Trident said that they plan to drop pink salmon prices once there is a large amount of pinks with pale meat color, or what's called PMC. Salmon meat is paler at the end of a salmon's life, when nutrients go to producing eggs and sperm sacs. It's less marketable and lower quality. But salmon with paler meat have mature salmon eggs, and usually the eggs make up for the pale meat's lower market price. But according to Woodrow, Russia is having one of its largest pink salmon years on record, and that makes it hard to compete. Uh, Russia's selling their salmon at a much lower price in the global markets. Um, in the last report I saw, um, they're likely going to catch double what Alaska's pink salmon harvest will be. Woodrow says that inflation has also had an impact on the global seafood market. Um, when Consumers have less spending power. They tend to leave seafood out of the shopping carts. But that's changing. He says as inflation levels off, consumers are starting to behave differently. Consumers are starting to add seafood back to their shopping baskets. Uh, they are starting to dine out a little bit more frequently and purchasing seafood while at restaurants. 
Woodrow says that large global salmon harvests will probably continue at least into the fall. But overall, it looks like demand for seafood is increasing, and that could affect salmon prices in the months to come. In Petersburg, I'm Hannah Floor. Annan Creek Wildlife Observatory, located on the mainland about 25 miles southeast of Wrangell, is one of the most popular bear viewing sites in southeast Alaska. It's managed by the U.S. Forest Service, and the agency is proposing a five-fold increase to the cost of a permit to visit, from $10 to $50. KSTK's Sage Smiley reports. Where salmon return to spawn, black and brown bears often follow, feeding on the schools of fish to store up for the winter. And where bears are feeding, people go to watch. Over 3,000 people visit remote Annan Creek every year to see bears and other wildlife. But the trip might be a bit more expensive in the coming years, with a fee increase from $10 to $50 for permits to the site. Tori Hauser is a recreation planner with the Forest Service in Wrangell. She says that throughout the country, the Forest Service is looking at the economics of bear viewing areas and comparing the fees and permits to other similar sites. It's the only one that has come up nationally where we've had a really large investment into the physical aspects of Annan. So we have recently rebuilt the entire deck. We've done a prospectus to update our distribution of permits with our commercial operators. And we are investing another nearly a million dollars into the lower deck. Access to Annan is limited by the permits. Hauser says the majority of people who visit Annan come with commercial operators, so the cost of the permit is wrapped up in their tour cost. So, Hauser says the local visitors are the ones that might be most impacted by a fee increase at Annan. And I think the concern that has been raised is that a local person trying to bring their family who's been going to Annan every year for the last, you know, 25 years. It used to cost $40 to bring your family of four, and now it's going to cost $200. If the proposed increase from $10 to $50 goes through, Hauser says it won't happen all at once. We're looking at doing it incrementally over a four-year period. Hauser says the Forest Service wants feedback about the proposed increase. She encourages anyone with concerns, whether that's about how it's carried out, the amount, or the effect, to submit comment to the Forest Service. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. And that's all for Raven News for this hour. You can listen to or read our stories again on our website at kcaw.org. Thanks for tuning in. This is Morning Edition on Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. It's one minute after 7 a.m. We're headed into NPR and statewide news. Currently 58 degrees on the waterfront and the forecast for